0: Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host,
1: Tom Fox. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for another episode. And you're in for an extraordinarily real treat today because not only do we have another blue Michigan grad, but we have Tori Reichman. Who is the vice president commercial at Vault Platform, which has a really intriguing solution for basically in-house reporting, but I just that just barely skimmed the surface of what they do. So first of all, Tori, with that incredibly long-winded introduction, welcome and thank you for taking your time to visit with me today.
0: Thank you so much, Tom. I'm I'm really looking forward to the conversation. Thank you.
1: So could you tell us a little bit about your role at Vault Platform?
0: Yes. Yeah, so as VP of commercial, it means I oversee all of our commercial activities. So that's basically the entirety of our go-to-market. So from the beginning, getting in touch with who our prospects are, what the market looks like, being able to get our brand out there, raise awareness all the way through, getting to work with new organizations, and then kind of ensuring that that life cycle carries on and we get the best from ourselves and we can give that to our customers and also learn from our customers and continue to put that back into the product and really kind of complete the whole cycle. And I love my job. I think that's a pretty awesome scope to be able to have.
1: It sounds like you're really involved, literally from perhaps not the coding part, but certainly the (laughs) development of the solution, the delivery or sales part, but then delivery and then working with a customer throughout the life cycle of the business relationship.
0: Yeah, I am. And I feel very fortunate that I get to experience the entirety of the life cycle here at Vault.
1: So could you describe for us, In researching Vault for this podcast, frankly, I couldn't tell if you had a product or a service or both, because it seemed Mm -hmm. to me it really was both, but I thought I might ask you to explain it.
0: Yeah, I'm happy to. So Vault Platform, I would like to say that, at least in my view, we're the leading B2B enterprise software, which enables employees to report incidents, and it also provides a single source of truth to the company so that the company can really receive, manage, resolve these incidents, and also identify and manage risk around the company's ethical and cultural health. So at Vault, one of the reasons I came to join is because there's something in it both for the employee and the employer, and it's really about building trust and and creating trust between those two components.
1: Does it work for a variety of corporate functions or situations such as diversity and inclusion, HR, and even compliance?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It does. Across our spectrum of organizations that we work with, we've got folks from the heads of ethics and compliance who've brought us in. Similarly, we've had heads of DNI, chief people officers, as well as general counsel bring us in. And so, really, we cover the spectrum of incidents that an organization may experience.
1: So, one of the things the U.S. Department of Justice continually reminds compliance practitioners is that your compliance program is dynamic. And this year they had a release of information in June that emphasized continuous monitoring and continuous improvement. Does the vault platform solution really help a company in both those ways, both monitoring and in uh, taking the information that's determined from the monitoring and looping it back in for improvement?
0: Vault absolutely does that because the way in which vault works is it allows you to have a real time, truly, truly real time visibility to what incidents are taking place in the organization. And so the company can really have their finger on the pulse. They're truly monitoring it because reports come in straight to the organization real time. There's no delay. And then you've got a whole dashboard, which gives you data, insight, analytics around the cultural and ethical health, which means that you can target your interventions to the appropriate department or the appropriate geography or the appropriate function. And so you're able to both monitor and then manage and improve on what's happening.
1: Let me pick up on something you said a little bit earlier, which was a single source of truth.
0: Mm. And it strikes
1: me that not only can the solution deliver information that someone like myself, perhaps a compliance practitioner or head of HR could utilize or people officer, I've not heard that title, but really you could take that information to senior management. You could take that information even perhaps up to the board if they wanted to take the pulse of the culture of the company. Would that be a fair assessment?
0: Absolutely. And it's interesting. It's interesting the way you asked the question because when we set out to build Vault, I think I mentioned before, we had both the employee at the center of what we're building from an intake perspective, but from an investigation resolution perspective, we also have always had the board at the center of it. And so, really thinking, what does the board need to know to be able to? provide guidance, get that true visibility so that they can see what's happening, which is why we've started off as we started off in the early days building Vault. We focus very heavily on that insights dashboard, which gives you a very macro view of what's happening in the organization and then allows you to drill down much more deeply so that the managers in the organization within ethics and compliance and HR can start to target their efforts there.
1: You also mentioned that one of the reasons you really are so passionate about working with and for Vault is that it not only helps companies, but it's also there for the employees as well. Could you maybe spend a few minutes explaining that?
0: Yeah, so we set out to build Vault and I think what we've started to see, I'll actually couch it in what's happening right now. Companies are facing a huge social pressure to act with integrity. And we've seen this throughout the course of 2020, very much come to the surface, certainly against the backdrop of Black Lives Matter, where we are today, coming off the back of the Me Too movement and other forms of employee activism. Employees want their employer to take meaningful action. Employees want to speak up and to speak out. And so when we started off building Vault, we actually built it as an app that employees could have right at their fingertips. It lives on their personal devices. So they feel that they are empowered. They have the psychological safety to be able to capture the experience that they've had, the incident that they've either experienced or witnessed and then submit it directly into their organization because that allows them to speak to the people who can actually take some meaningful and some measurable action against it. So the whole way that fault Works has been built with the employee at mind, their experience, their need for psychological safety, to enable them to feel comfortable speaking out about what they experience or what they witness.
1: Tori, our listeners may not appreciate this, but you are actually in the United Kingdom. So I wanted to ask you to focus on the UK Obviously, the social justice movement in the United States is something on everyone's mind. Is that similar in the United Kingdom, number one? And number two, are employees as concerned about that as employees in the United States, or at least I perceive them to be?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, Tom, employees, what we've seen against the backdrop is employees everywhere care about it. Employees care about their colleagues. They care about... The ways in which they work, employees and people in general now are seeing organizations as a part of society. And so employees feel much more comfortable and confident that they can take matters into their own hands to achieve change. And so we are seeing it absolutely in the UK, but I'm also seeing it with my clients that are headquartered in Switzerland or throughout Asia. So activism really is becoming commonplace. And it's not just geography, but it's becoming commonplace across industries as well. It's no longer what we saw at the beginning of Me Too with it just being in the media industry or in the financial services industry, but we really are seeing it cross-industry and cross-geography now.
1: For me, one of the strongest and most powerful messages comes from the title, Diversity and Inclusion. Hmm. I say that because I kind of professionally grew up in the 80s and 90s where that was perceived to be toleration. And that's what non-discrimination was. Well, you're different, but I'm going to tolerate you. Diversity and inclusion says something very different, and particularly the word inclusion is, and I wanted to ask you, is that something that you feel like the Vault platform can help with, which is the inclusion part?
0: Absolutely, I do. And I think it's probably more valuable if I speak to it from our client's perspective, in that people want to work in a place where they feel like they can be their best selves. And they want to know that they can trust their colleagues and they can trust the organization that they're in. And so being your best self means being able to bring the appropriate parts of yourself to the organization as much as you want to bring at any given point in time, which means you need to have the space to be who you are and you need to be included. You need to be included in the dialogue and you need to be able to say, hey, that doesn't feel right. That is not in line with our code of ethics. That is not in line with our code of conduct. I don't want us to treat each other that way or have this level of toleration or turn this blind eye. And so I think I'm pleased that the tone of the way in the world today is now around that inclusion, that inclusivity, that equity, rather than focusing on diversity and what makes us different. But it's about how do we bring our different selves and work together to achieve the organization's objective or society's objective.
1: Let me change the focus a little bit to talk about the EU whistleblower directive. And that certainly made big news here in the United States, but I've got to believe in in the EU and the UK, it's huge news. And I assume the message is now out in Europe and the United Kingdom. But do you find that companies are really understanding and getting the message that you have to do this now?
0: I think as with most things. You've got your early adopters, and then you've got the people who watch and want to wait and see, and then the people who think, ooh, if there's a fine, I'm going to take action just in time. And I think we saw that with GDPR, we saw the early adopters, and then we saw the folks just kind of right before the pen dropped, everybody kind of pushed to get their last thing in. And I think we're seeing that as it comes to the EU whistleblower directive. It's been out there since 2019. They're absolutely clients of ours, And organizations that we're in conversation with who are keen to take meaningful action now and put measures in place. But there are a number of large organizations who probably don't realize the steps that they need to take and the amount of focus they need to put on getting a solution in place and getting it to be the right solution that both protects internal whistleblowers as well as external whistleblowers. So I think there's probably a bit more to be done for organizations across the UK and Europe. One
1: of the things that intrigued me about Vault Platform was your website because you have just a ton of resources available for free. And so once again, in, in preparing for this podcast, I read a blog post entitled, Create a Healthy Cyber Culture, Stop Bullying at Work. And I was mm. not perturbed, certainly uh, disconcerted to read that actually cyber bullying is up yeah in the pandemic and so i was wondering if you might give a few thoughts on that but more importantly how a company can work to either detect or prevent that
0: yeah so in terms of thought there was some research published at the end of july by a couple of us universities which reinforced something that probably most people think they know which is that in times of crisis people tend to the behaviors that feel most natural to them and so in many cases those would be the masks or what's under your mask. So out in public on a normal day when you're feeling strong and confident, you'll be kind to your colleagues. You will have a greater level of tolerance. You'll behave in the way that you should behave. When people are under stress, such as what we're going through with the pandemic, those masks come off and they they naturally treat people the way that they naturally treat people, which means that incidents of cyberbullying and all other forms of misconduct have risen over the last six to 12 months because people, and it's actually for a few reasons from the research that we've conducted and read through. And those reasons are one, people don't have that face to face social pressure to behave. People are remote in a way that they weren't before now. And so employees may or more likely to let those stresses come across in their interactions with their colleagues. Another thing is that there's no one looking over them face to face to make sure that those behaviors, that that culture gets reinforced across the board. And so people can be more likely to treat ones in a way that they wouldn't necessarily wish to be treated themselves and actually cross the line into a form of bullying. And then I think the third thing is that people are more stressed about their own job security. And so in doing that, people are more likely to turn a blind eye to misconduct that they witness or observe because they want to look after themselves. They want to protect themselves, which is really, personally, I find it really sad and it's disappointing. And that's not the kind of environment that we want to live in. It's not what we're trying to be a part of and trying to achieve. But the rates of cyberbullying, the rates of discrimination are increasing. And it's because there are these new ways of working where you can't sit with a colleague and read their body language. And you can't go have a conversation and be part of a larger group where everybody gets a chance to be involved. So off the backdrop of the pandemic, the way that people work has changed and there are new things that companies need to be aware of as they're thinking about what's the tone that they set? How do they talk to each other? How do they conduct trainings and direct their efforts? So yeah, that's what I think about that.
1: Tori, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time, but I was wondering if our listeners wanted any additional information on Vault Platform or any of the things we've talked about in this podcast, where could they go?
0: Fantastic. Well, We'd love you to come to our website. First of all, it's Vault Platform. So V-A-U-L-T-P-L-A-T-F-O-R-M dot com. Or you can follow us on LinkedIn. We are at Vault Platform. You can follow us on Twitter. And then similarly, if you're interested in connecting with me, I would love to connect with you. My email is Tori at vaultplatform dot com. Or you can look me up on LinkedIn. It's Tori Reichman.
1: Tori, thanks so much. This has been a fascinating interview, and uh, I look forward to continuing the conversation.
0: Likewise, Tom. Thank you so much. If you want to stay up to date on the latest innovations in compliance and help your business run more efficiently, subscribe to this podcast and help spread the word by leaving a review.